Hey, everyone. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts, the show that is going to be talking traveling, even though we're all quarantined at home. I'm joined by my wife and constant travel companion and someone who's going to take us on a journey today to one of her favorite places in the world and one of my favorite places in the world, too, because today we are going to Italy. To Italy. So put on your travel pants, if that's a thing. (laughs) Elastic pants. Put on your (laughs) elastic pants because today we are taking you on a trip to Italy. And this is our quarantine diary sessions. And so if you haven't tuned into any of these yet, we are doing these unedited. They're shorter form than our regular podcast. You can find it either on IGTV. So if you want to watch us like on video, go over to our Instagram at Extra Pack of Peanuts, or you can listen to it on the podcast feed as well. And these are coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday until we either run out of content, probably not going to be the case, or the quarantine is over. Who knows when that'll be? But we're putting these out, um, and they're super fun for us to do, and you guys have loved them as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of that. If you're in the podcast feed, you'll know there are Quarantine Diaries one by the little QD. It'll say QD, and then it'll have a uh, title. And today's is the best of... Italy. Yeah. We've been to Italy a few times and there's a reason why it's such a popular destination. It's an incredible country and we haven't even seen all of it. I mean, we haven't haven't seen most of it. Yeah, most of it. We've gone back to Florence twice in Tuscany and then we've hit the two other, well, three other main cities, Milan, Venice and Rome. And that's it. We haven't been to the north. We haven't been to the south. We've never done the coast. Never been to Cinque Terre. We've never been down to Sicily. I mean, so there is a ton of... Of Italy that we haven't seen, but we do know the region around Florence pretty well. And mm-hmm. like we said, we've done, I've been to Rome twice. Once was for one day, so it doesn't really count. So we've done like the touristy version of Rome, your kind of run through three day of Rome, done a few days in Milan and a few days in Venice. So we're by no means Italian experts because there are people who spend no. all their time, you know, we're talking even people who just, who, who don't live there, but travelers who just go back to Italy over and over and over again, because why not? Right. Uh, it has so much to offer, but uh, this will be our take on the best of Italy. And Heather's got some cards and she mixes them up and she asks the same questions, but in different orders for these quarantine diary best of series. And uh, it's going to be tough today because I mean, yeah, we're doing a whole country. Yes. And as we mentioned, a whole country that has a lot to offer, especially when it comes to food. So uh, this could be a little difficult, it but could be challenging. I mean, start us off. Let's just get yeah. to it. So the first card is most beautiful sight, which I have to say in Italy would be pretty hard because there's so many dramatic visuals there and landscapes. Um, however, never having been to Positano or the southern coast or Tingaterra. Um, or even the mountains, the, how do you say the Dolomites? Dolomites? Um, I feel like those would maybe be on my list because I'm always like a mountain or body of water type person. Body of water, bottle of wine. Yep, from the last episode. But (laughs) I would have to say my most beautiful site is the Airbnb that we stayed at in the in Tuscany outside of Florence about mm. 45 minutes outside of Florence we stayed at this beautiful old refurbished farmhouse it was stunning there was the rolling hills of Tuscany and the olive trees and we went to all these wineries and it was beautiful so that's my most beautiful site although oh gosh i mean Florence 
and the Dumo is a is a close All right, second. Well, let me give let me give that one. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, there's no shortage of refurbished, rehabbed farmhouses in the countryside mm-hmm. of Tuscany. Um, the one we stayed at with David and Francesco is extra special because they're just amazing people, mm-hmm. as I'm sure, honestly, a lot of the hosts at these agro-tourismos but are. Francesca and I ha- share the same birthday. Yeah, and so they made us like a 10-course feast for Heather and Francesca's <laughs> birthday because we just happened to be there on Heather's birthday because they insisted we stayed longer when they found out it was Heather's birthday. Uh, and, oh, man, what a night. I've never drank so much wine in my life. I'm yeah. not a wine drinker, and I probably drank like two bottles myself. But the food was <laughs> awesome. Um my favorite site is the Domo and in Florence. Um, I love Santa Croce Square as well, but the Domo, you know, going up the bell tower and mm-hmm. looking back at the Domo and then Duomo, Domo, Domo, and then going up the Domo. I know I'm not pronouncing it perfect. And then looking back at the bell tower. I mean, you just we have a it's picture. Stunning. The biggest picture we have hanging in our living room is that picture of being at the bell tower looking at mm-hmm. the Domo. Um, from the top of the bell tower and it's just I mean it's everything you would want from an Italian city at Florence in general and, and that square specifically so yeah I, I think it's the most stunning I mean obviously you go to Rome and you see all of the historic sites and the, the Colosseum and all of that and it, and it is beautiful but uh, and Venice is beautiful too but it's a little Disagree. too don't like overrun. Venice. I mean it's stunning I don't like Venice but Florence is our favorite it's our favorite Okay. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm going to be a little Florence heavy on this. I mean, it could have just been the best of Florence, honestly, for I guess me, it probably. Been. Um, I, you know, there might be one that sneaks in there. We'll okay. see. Okay. Well, we've got next up best meal. Hmm. I, I mean, this is de- this is the hardest category yeah, when you talk hard. about Italy because there are so many good meals. But I, the only thing that I've ever eaten in Italy that was the best of its category is the sandwich, the sandwich in Florence at a place called mm-hmm. Al Antico Banal. Um, a deli right there by the Ufuzi, Ufizi. Um, it, it's it's so rated good. on TripAdvisor. Sometimes TripAdvisor is wrong, right? Or it's just not great. Uh, it's rated on TripAdvisor. It's like one of the top places in the world. It's insane. Like we went and ate a sandwich here every single day because you could pick out whatever you wanted. Um, and then I'm just going to throw this in there right down the street <laughs> on the same street is tied for my favorite gelato in all of Italy. And that's a place called Gelateria de Neri. And so that's uh, the best sandwich gelato bang bang in the world right there. You've got the sandwich, walk down the street, hit your gelato. Life is good in that little two block stretch. It is good. That is definitely the best sandwich I've ever eaten and one of the best meals. But I am going to say two things. Um, one is the best pizza because, I mean, we're talking Italy, so we mm. have to talk about the best pizza You're we've ever eaten. You're heading to Rome. Eaten. All right, give we're some Rome, Rome some Rome. Nice. Now, I cannot remember the name of the restaurant. What? I can't. I mean, this we didn't prepare. So do you remember what it I was? I think it was called Artichoke. No. Not Artichoke. Um, no. But we, the pizza I had there was so amazing, and it was like the – Brick oven, obviously brick oven style, and it had eggplant on it and ricotta cheese, and it was just the best pizza I've ever it. eaten. Dang if, if I knew you were going to mention this, I have it in my notes somewhere. And yeah, I well, well we, we have it written somewhere on the blog, so if people really want to know, they can email us, they can send us a message on Instagram, or they can try to find it on the blog, but it was the best pizza I've ever had, followed by 
The time that we spent at the farmhouse um, at the Airbnb, David and Francesca were just such amazing cooks. And this was not part of the experience. I mean, they had two Airbnb properties on on the same place. Like they had the farmhouse and then they had the barn. And we stayed in the barn. It was just one bedroom. And then they were actually happened to be staying in the other one. And so they just they kept cooking and they were they would invite us over, which was Mm, so nice. And they made amazing, amazing food. But the best, I think, was the the, like the indoor oven meat fest that we had. That was for your birthday. Yeah. 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 And we made homemade pizza and their brick oven Mm -hmm. pizza outdoor. Outdoor. It took like four hours to get it hot enough. Oh, man. But one thing, Mm -hmm. not the best meal, but this was really surprising how good it was. Ribolita, (laughs) which is, you know, basically kind of traditional Tuscan food, food for the peasants, right? Just like a stew that you put a ton of vegetables in and then you mm-hmm. put the beans. bread and beans and you put the bread over and it sits overnight. So you think, ooh, the bread's going to get really soggy and nasty. And then you eat it the next morning or the next day and you're like, what? So how good. is this so good? Delicious. It's so simple, so good. Um, so Ribolita, they made us, we had never had it before. A man, like I am not a big stew person. I loved it. Yeah, so. same. It, it was really good. So just to have that experience where you're actually kind of living next to local people and they're cooking you all this amazing traditional food of that part of Italy because it's so diverse there in that country with the styles of food. And, you know, it was amazing. It was amazing. All right. Awesome. Lots of good food. All right. Best activity. Oh, gosh, this is hard. Go for I mean, ever uh, the best activity we've ever done in Italy. Um, I I think it was when we were in Rome because that city is stunning and so historical. We did a lot of tours there, like walking tours with Walks of Italy, which is a really awesome company. Um, and they do really, really good walking tours. So they're not free like some of the walking tours, but you get a really good experience. Sometimes you like we did an eating one where we we walked around and we went to different restaurants and stuff. But the one in Italy we did of the Coliseum and it was awesome. I thought that it was one of the best things we'd done. And even though it was pouring rain when we did it, it was a really cool experience yeah. to kind of feel like you've gone back in time and you're getting all the history. And Rome was, was that just when we went to the uh, Enotech at like 930 in the morning? Or was that no, that was in Florence. OK, yeah. yeah. They, they started an eating tour with going to an Enotech, which is like a little wine bar. At 930 in the morning. And we mm-hmm. thought, all right. Hey, when in Rome, when w- in Florence, when in Florence, um, my favorite activity is driving even around the uh, countryside, specifically in Tuscany, is where we mm-hmm. spent some time doing. Now, I actually did a drive up the up the coast. This was another time when I was living in Switzerland. Um, so f- up the Italian coast, kind of like through Pisa, Pisa, and up through Genoa. Uh, beautiful, harrowing because it was like late at night, and I. Yeah, I was in this rented BMW and I couldn't see anything and it was raining. But uh, driving in Tuscany, yeah, I mean, you just have a car. I mean, all these different hill towns. We got lost and again got a little nervous one oh, night because really we didn't nervous. think we could find our way back to it David was and Francesca. Dark. Because, yeah, there was no Google Maps wouldn't work. It was dark. I mean, no service anywhere. Yeah, you're just trying to drive through these hill towns and like you don't know where you are. But during the day, I mean, if you're not afraid of getting lost a little bit, it's just. I mean, this is why people go to Tuscany and go to that region mm-hmm. is just to get out and drive. And so I think if we go back to Italy and we ever hit the coast, we might have uh, some answers with that. But we haven't done that yet. So for me, it's just 
yeah, taking a rental car and just bombing around and stopping at every little winery you see and every little mm-hmm. town and getting out and walking around the square and having a pizza and that's how you do Italy. Yeah. And I'm really thinking I have a couple years until my 40th birthday and I don't know where I want to go, but Italy is really high on my list of Hard doing to go wrong. a big birthday Hard celebration to go wrong, there. Unless you go to Venice. <laughs> well, we'll skip Venice. All right. Most surprising thing next. All right. My negative one is I didn't like Venice. <laughs> I don't understand why. I mean, we had one day that was pretty decent when we like just got it was kind of cool to get off and meander around the alleyways we were there in january also so it was really a a a time to go when there aren't that many tourists right but it still was just crowded and you know the food we we didn't have good food experiences now listen i'm sure if we went with a local or someone who knows like all places, and especially like all places in Italy, you're going to find a lot of hidden, unique gems. So this was just my personal experience. But it was surprising because everyone talks about Venice. It's so amazing, this and that. I mean, yeah, it's interesting that it has all these canals. But, yeah, didn't have good food. Didn't really like any of the sights to see. It was crowded. And when we got out of Venice and got to other places like Florence, like Rome, I just enjoyed them a lot more. So that was my that was actually my most surprising thing um, was that don't really love Milan either. But I, I wasn't as surprised because that type of city, you know, big northern Italian city hustle and bustle, you know, like a New York type, even though it's not that big. Doesn't really that's not what I'm looking for all the time. Um, it was OK. But yeah, Venice, I thought I would like a lot. It was just left wanting more. But that's why some places are amazing. Like, on the flip side, I'll give you the most – I mean, Florence is one of my favorite cities in the world. Mm -hmm. And going going to Italy, when we made our list up, we flew into Milan, and it was like Venice, Rome, Florence. You know, I didn't know much about Florence, and that was definitely the – like, oh, well – we could if we have to skip one, we're skipping Florence. Like you know, yeah, I know it's true because I, before we went to Italy, I didn't know much about Florence. And <clears throat> excuse me, back when we were first traveling, this is kind of the beginning of our when we started the blog, and then we went to Italy within I don't know ten months to a year. So it was in the beginning of our travel experiences. I hadn't heard that much about Florence. I'd never seen pictures. We didn't do a lot of research before we picked a place to go. And Trav's cousin was actually like, listen, you need to go to Florence. And thank goodness he said that because we ended Who? up Devin. Oh, yeah. He was like, I've been, remember to, I've been to Florence and it's one of my favorite cities in the world. And that's why we decided to go there. And it yeah, was on the way to Rome. Right. Yeah. Like we went out of our way to go to Venice and then obviously went down to Rome. But Florence was kind of on the way. Yeah. So, yeah. OK. So those are my surprising Venice. Underwhelming Florence absolutely blew me away. Yeah. Um, my most surprising thing, just that comes to mind really quickly, is that wine is so cheap. It is cheaper to get a glass of wine or even like a half pitcher of wine. I forget what they call it. Carafe. Like carafe, like a half liter or something. Um, one and a half liter. I don't know. Anyway, a carafe Not of wine. Not one and a half liters. No, a half liter. Dang, yeah. girl. <laughs> liter. No wonder you don't remember anything. <laughs> Shut up. Um, it's cheaper to get wine with your lunch than to get like bottled water. So, I mean, if you got tap water, maybe that's And free. listen, we're frugal. But we're about the value, so yeah. we got to drink wine. So, I it's mean. the way of the world. 
that's the, that was the most surprising thing to me. Like wine is so cheap and good wine. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're good wine yeah. in America. You're spending like, oh, you know, 25, 30 plus dollars on a really good bottle of wine. And of course, Italy has expensive wine, but their everyday wine that's, you know, maybe four to 10 euros a bottle is so so good. Well, I can see the card that you have for the next oh. category, and it says best drink. So, I best mean, drink. why don't we just you just go keep going best on drink. this train of thought here? Um, yeah, I mean, the best drink is, is just the wine. I'm trying to remember one specifically, but when we were staying with David and Francesca in the Airbnb, we had a lot of really good wine. But one thing that really they got me hooked on was having Prosecco, because in Italy, you have Prosecco before wine. You kind of have it as an aperitif, you know, before dinner as you're just hanging around and chatting. And it's just a really fun cultural experience. It's like the pre-dinner drink. And so the night of our birthday, when we went over to their house and they had made like this whole spread of food for us, you know, they had this. It was insane. I'm thinking about it. I brought wine. Don't know how they cooked so much food. There's four of us. Yeah, so much. So many courses. And, you know, they had a fire going in their fireplace and they and their their house was just beautifully styled. And then they had all these bottles of Prosecco. (laughs) We're just sitting there drinking. I don't know if we can do this on IGTV. Can we put links in an IGTV? Because we could link to their Airbnb. Yeah, but somebody told me that the link wasn't working anymore. So I'm not sure if maybe Maybe. they don't have the Airbnb. We'll try to contact them. And if we can get a link for them or they still do it, we'll let you know because they are wonderful, magical people. That being said, we've heard this like we've heard this same story that we're telling you about David and Francesca from so many of our friends who have gone to Italy and stayed at rehab farmhouses, you know, Mm -hmm. agriturismos, which is what they're called, like, you know, in the in the hills of not just Tuscany, but that whole region. Um, that whole area, we've heard this, you know, people just opening their homes and just, you know, the Italian hospitality. So if you can't go to David and Francesca's, just find a small little place and you're going to have a similar experience. Um, best drink. I, yeah, I, okay. So I would say that in probably four days of being with David and Francesca, I drank more wine than I have in the rest of my life combined. (laughs) Uh, cause I don't usually drink a lot of wine. Like I might have half a glass here and there, like randomly. Um, so yeah, it, wine in Italy. Um, and for me, like we mentioned, just driving around in Tuscany, we would just drive around. There was one in particular, again, I don't remember that it was just a small, small vineyard and winery and we pulled down and like, you guys open like, yeah, come in. And, you know, we were like going in in the cellar and they had like, you know, they just gave us like a few different tastes of their wine and we were totally in the middle of nowhere. And we did that like three times Mm -hmm. in a row on that road. Um, yeah. So for me, it's just the experience of being out and drinking at yeah. random little wineries that are all going to have decent wine. Someone might have amazing wine. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to best memory. Best memory. So I have mine. Go for it. And just because I, I have so many good memories of Italy, but one that comes to mind that just really sticks out was the first trip that we had to Italy. And it was when we were in Florence and we stayed in this cute little apartment um, right near the the cathedral, and there was a restaurant that was a couple of doors down. You love this restaurant. No, I... She recommended it. It was pretty good. But what was her thing? <laughs> oh, Madonna eats here when she comes here was her exact quote. The woman who owned the restaurant. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, no. The woman who owned the oh, Airbnb. Oh, the Airbnb, yeah. Uh, Lu- 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 Lucia or something was yeah. like, oh, you got to, we said, where should we go for a nice date, right? And she was like, you got to go here. Madonna eats here yeah. every time she comes. Well, it was just like 
four doors down from the apartment. Yeah. But that was the, the meal wasn't my best memory. I mean, oh, it was okay. a, it was an okay meal and the restaurant was nice, but you know, it was hard to get reservations in there. So I just remember we had a lot of rain on this trip and it was kind of a rainy night but it was a little bit it was romantic because we were just like kind of wandering the streets and we did go to that restaurant and the ambiance was great the service was incredible mm. the food was so so but again you know it depends on what you get on the menu and we had no idea what to order so um that was really fun but what what was the thing that sticks in my mind is then after we walked around after dinner and you see florence at night which is beautiful we get back to our apartment and we can't get in and we have like the key and we're trying to like it's this old old apartment with like an old key like one of those keys that skeleton keys, yeah kind of yeah. like a skeleton key and i could not get it in the door and we tried for i don't know at least five minutes and we're starting to get really nervous and we don't have data on our phone or we can't get a hold of the airbnb host and we have like the umbrella and it's raining and finally a policeman walks That's by right. and like he can obviously see that we're struggling and he didn't really speak good english but enough that we were kind of like help we can't get in and like tourists uh, locked out right yeah, and that. you know we had a key so he obviously knew that we weren't trying to break in or anything but he somehow helped us get the door like maybe he had like the special trick of getting into these old buildings but i just remember that feeling like really anxious but the night was just like so fun and romantic and it was kind of drizzly but we were together and it was you know before we had kids so it didn't really mm, matter nice it was like if yeah. we had kids and we're trying to get home like imagine the chaos that would have ensued sure. but in that situation it was just like kind of a fun memory the spontaneity the, that can yeah, happen yeah and the f nice policeman who helped us and then we got into our cute cozy little apartment and yeah, yeah. That i didn't i mean i haven't thought about that until that i know right since that night um <laughs> I mean, I've given a ton. I think everything I've said is about Florence. So I, I'm going to give a Florence one really quick and then and then pivot a little bit. Um, definitely one of my favorite memories is, um, I, I mean, the eating in Florence. But we went on a self-guided gelato tour because I oh, was yeah. I wanted to find the best gelato in mm -hmm. Florence. And the first time we went, we had gone to Gelateria de Neri and it was my favorite. So I'm like, is anything better? Uh, I did find, spoiler alert, there is one as good. They're tied. La Carai and Gelateria de Neri are the two best. But I went and did a ton of research of all the places in Florence that people talk about having the best gelato. So there's like 10 of them. Yeah. And we did a walking, a self-guided walking gelato tour. And that was super fun because I love gelato and it got us to we see went all over, different parts all of the, over city. the city. Like, you know, I had it mapped out. So we just kept popping around, seeing seeing areas that we outside of the like, not outside of the main tourist zone, but outside of like the main, main tourist zone in the center. Um, we didn't go too far afield because we walked everywhere. And it was just fun. It was cool. Got to see different parts of the city. Got to eat awesome gelato. So that was super fun. And and just like I remember we were doing it for the blog and I we were shooting videos with it and all. Actually, we never actually put that video out of the of no, the gelato walking we tour. We should find it somewhere on a hard drive. Yeah. Um, but then if I have to throw something else in there because I can't get points <laughs> a lot. In Rome, similar to what you were talking about at very time in Florence, when we went to Trastevere, I think is how you say it, mm -hmm. the little neighborhood, kind of across like the, the yeah, across the bridge, the hip little eclectic neighborhood there. Same thing. We were, tr we didn't, we had a restaurant that we wanted to go to. We, we got to it. It was raining, but it was actually closed. Mm -hmm. And so we like just popping around, like looking for different restaurants. It was cobblestone. It was slippery. It was wet. 
we were, you know, it was raining. We had our umbrella. So both of us, I guess, apparently like rain in Italy. <laughs> and um, yeah, just, just like wandering around back alleys looking yeah. for somewhere that will serve us dinner. Finally, we end up at this like kind of crappy pizza. Not crappy pizza place. It was like a takeout pizza yeah. place almost. Um, it wasn't like a nice sit-down restaurant. I feel restaurant. like it was called like Elise or something. Something. I, I we just know. need something to eat. But the point was we that was like that's kind of how you do yeah. the cities in Italy. You just, just wander. wander. You get and, lost. You know, you yeah. explore. and. You know, we didn't say this about the most surprising thing, but I, I now thinking about it a little bit, want to throw this out there that two of the most surprising things. Number one was we went to the Academia in Florence specifically to see David, you know, the yeah. the sculpture of David. True. And Trav and I are both like, whatever, this is, I mean, we got to see, like, see, it. see it because we're here, but we're, here. we're not huge art people anyway. We went, and this statue is one of the most incredible pieces of art I have ever seen. And when Travis says we're not art people, I mean, I actually really enjoy art and going to museums, but I'm not obviously a connoisseur in any way. It was incredible. I mean, the sheer magnitude of this sculpture and, like, the size, the scale, it was really really incredible to see so there, that was really surprising there have been only two times in my life that i can remember like where the term jaw dropping actually is apropos meaning you like realize that your mouth is open like you're <laughs> not doing it. you're just like oh my gosh one when we rounded the corner and saw the grand canyon for the first time yeah and two when we walked in and walked and just looked up and saw david i just remember thinking oh what like this is so much better in person yeah we've seen pictures like this is so much better in person than anything i could imagine it was it was in um, it was impossible it is impossible to put into words it was it was jaw-dropping like yeah. i just remember standing there in awe of it yeah that's a good one absolutely I'd and then the second thing is also about art but it's going to the vatican and walking through that and seeing all of the beautiful paintings on the ceilings and on the walls everywhere like some of the things that I studied when I was in college like in art books right and then you're seeing them in real life that was really something magical so yeah and we were there in January so that really helped yes. because it was still you know when you got into the Sistine Chapel there were still a lot of people lot but of people. you know probably one-tenth the amount of people that that would be there normally and the rest of the Vatican was fairly sparsely yes you know uh touristed and we didn't have to wait in line to get tickets so mm -hmm. you know side note if you're going to Italy for for those kind of things for like the what, the monuments mm -hmm. and the, the tourist art, sites the highly recommend shoulder yeah, season just not, go I mean you could even go in winter like we yeah. were there in January shoulder season's Weather will be nicer. October but would be. We were in Florence um, in October and in Tuscany. That and was we went, an amazing time. We got like $125 or $225 tickets to Milan mm -hmm. from Philadelphia. So that's why we went in January. And I yeah, if you can get cheap tickets, I'd highly recommend going in winter yeah. area. Because there's so many things to do inside, right. you know, with all of the art, if that's what you want to see in the eating. I mean, obviously, you can just do that totally. inside. And then if you want to see the warmer spots like the coast, you could still go in shoulder season. Go in October. Definitely. That is a great I time. I guess we got, go. our th we got our 
our years planned out now yeah, once yeah, we get we out do. of this quarantine. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Speaking of quarantine, the Quarantine Diaries. <laughs> Remember, these are coming out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If there's something you want to hear, let us know on Instagram at Extra Pack of Peanuts. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to see our faces, uh, you can do that by watching on IGTV at Extra Pack of Peanuts. Uh, these do come up in the podcast feed as well. You'll see a little QD and then the title. So that means the Quarantine Diaries. All that means is that we're doing it off the cuff, mm-hmm. spontaneous, unedited. Yep, no prep. Shorter form usually, although this got a little long. It's Italy. It's bound to get a little long. It's leisurely, right? It's like leisurely. the meals we in Italy. You just keep wine. going. It's As not even the noon Italians yet. It's do. not, it's not even, even noon, but like I can drink wine anytime. Yeah. Next time. Next time we do this. Next time we do this. <laughs> so right. thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will chat with you soon. Bye.